our musical message today is called An Attitude of Gratitude. So we're going to invite you to sit back, fasten your seatbelts, raise your hand if you have seen us speak or sing somewhere before. Just a few. Okay. So the rest of you, get ready. By the way, do we have anybody here for the first time? Because we want to make sure you give uh, Reverend Joanne a second chance and come back next week. You've just entered a place of love. A dimension beyond time. A dimension beyond space. For you have entered the Unity Zone. And we here in the Unity Zone follow a different set of phenomena than the common folk. In the common world, we are taught that if you have something and you share it and you give it away, you end up with less. But we know in the Unity Zone, if you have something and share it and give it away, you end up with spoken like true unitic. That's what we call you behind your back. Kind of like this ancient aboriginal tool known as the... Right, the boomerang is a magical tool and it's a great metaphor. The boomerang is ideally supposed to go out and come back to you. What do you call it if it doesn't come back? A stick, yes. Or lost or broken. However, spiritual law is never a stick. It's always a boomerang, which means whatever we put out always comes back to us. And actually, in a way, it doesn't really come back to us because we are part of all consciousness. So it just goes out into us. So it's very important to be mindful with what boomerangs you're putting out into yourself. Okay? All negativity towards anyone else is a form of masochism. It is because it's happening to you in consciousness. So it's important to be mindful. However, you don't have to do it perfectly. Okay? Uh, raise your hand if you tried to make sure ever in your life that you never had a negative thought, negative, negative word, or negative action. Anybody ever try that? How's that working for you? Because we're humans, okay? We're meant to grow and evolve. I wanted to have an Eckhart Tolle moment. I wanted to wake up one day and be completely disidentified from my ego. Never happened. Ego, alive and well. But Spirit gave me a tool to work with the ego versus trying to shun it and kill it. Okay? Eckhart Tolle calls your ego your phantom self. And if you remember Christine, the phantom of the opera, she didn't try to kill him. She tried to see the Christ in him. And when she saw it bright enough, he started to see it in himself. And that's why you need to hang around with people like this as often as possible. Okay? This kind of energy where people see the Christ in you and allow you to see the Christ in them. This is a fabulous, fabulous place. Okay, so, this is the tool. I call it a gratitude. Yes, it rhymes with gratitude. A gratitude says whenever you think, say, or uh, act in any kind of a negative way or a complaining way, a lowering your vibration way, just follow it up with two words, thoughts, or acts that are positive around the same subject. So let me give you an example. You might go out one day and you might be really hot and you go, oh, I can't believe this heat. 
You've just complained about the weather. That will never make you feel good. And it will never fix the weather. The weather will stay, but your energy will go down in vibration. And then you might say, and I'm grateful that my air conditioner works. And I'm grateful I'm not in a blizzard. Do you see what you've done? You've gone back one step in consciousness and come forward to you're actually further along than you were before you complained. Here's another one. You're driving down the highway. Somebody cuts you off and you say, I can't believe that jerk. And the minute you say that, you go, I've lowered my vibration. I'm so grateful that he didn't hit me. And I'm so grateful I'm not in a car with her. All right. So and the more often you do it, the more natural it becomes. So you know, you have the negative thought or the negative words, and you say, "And I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that." You know, it just becomes very easy. And you can make it a game. And then you're being gentle on yourselves. It's the thing that we have uh, forgotten how to be, and hopefully, we're going to all start in this new consciousness, this new age of Aquarius, this new Earth we're in. We're going to all start to remember that it didn't say, "Love thy neighbor." It said, love thy neighbor as... Right, so we need to be gentle on ourselves. And I like to imagine that myself and everybody else is a child. It's an innocent, beautiful child. And when we can treat ourselves and others the way we would an innocent, beautiful child, we're actually getting it. That's the way Jesus taught us to be. Treat all of us like that innocent, beautiful, perfect, divine child of God. You know how I know you're a child of God? Because I never read anything that said you were an adult of God. Right? Okay, so that tells me right there. Thank you, man. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Okay. All right. So, sorry for any vegetarians that didn't like that last joke. What, what, what do Native Americans call vegetarians? Bad hunters. I'm going to get a letter on that one. I can tell you. Okay. All right, so we're going to sing a song now. We're going to invite you to sing along. It's four simple words. These four words sum up the law of attraction and gratitude very easily. Love is a boomerang. So we hope that you will sing along with us. Love is a boomerang. Everybody sing with me. Love is a boomerang. You give it away and it comes right back. Love is a boomerang. Hear the words that set you free. Love is a boomerang. You give it away to me and it comes right back. Love is a boomerang. Everybody sing with me. Love is a boomerang. You give it away to me and it comes right back. Now, love is a boomerang. Hear the words that set you free. Love is a boomerang. You give it away to me and it comes right back. Give it listen, everybody. What's burning in my soul? Here's something you can use. It's gonna make you healthy, safe, and whole. You can read it in the Bible. It's in the Golden Rule. You don't need to go to the land down under to find this magic tool. Because love is a boomerang. So it's fun and so it's kindness. Love is a boomerang. Give it away, it's gonna come right back. Love is a boomerang. So is anger, so is judgment. Love is a boomerang. If you give it away, it's gonna come right back. When you wake up in the morning, try different attitudes. Instead of drinking coffee, fill yourself with gratitude. Try loving everything you see and change the way you live. There ain't no way to outgive God, I guarantee you this. Love is a boomerang. So 
made me be grateful and, and gratitude for me as well. So when you say that, it's like you are saying gratitude for yourself, but you're also reminding others to be grateful also. So I encourage you the next time that someone says, how are you, that you answer with, I am grateful. How are you? You should see your faces. You can't say, I am grateful with a frown. It makes you happy. Just those words, those are powerful words. I am grateful. You will feel better no matter what's going on in your life. And it's not about denial. Sometimes people say, oh, unity folks, you're in denial. It's not true. Unity folks are not in denial of the painful things. We just focus our energy on gratitude and positivity. Okay, somebody told me one time, well, where do you speak? And I said, well, I mostly speak at Unity Churches, a different church every Sunday. Oh, Unity. Yeah, that's one of those feel-good churches. I said, yes, it is. Where do you go? Someplace that makes you feel horrible? Right? It's a beautiful thing. It doesn't mean you're in denial. It means that you're embracing it all, but putting your energy and pre-paving it, as Abraham Hicks says, pre-paving where you want to go and not going backwards where you've already been. You have the T-shirt, right? You don't need to go back to that stuff. So Angela is going to sing a song now that she co-wrote with Beethoven. Yes, Beethoven wrote the music from his uh, Ninth Symphony, Ode to Joy, and Angelina put words of gratitude to it. an attitude of gratitude, one of the things we have to realize is sometimes gratitude takes even more consciousness than love. 
Let me give you an example. I want you to think about a special person in your life that knows where all your buttons are and loves to push them. You're probably related to them. You know what a family reunion is where you bring a covered dish and an unresolved resentment? So, there's that person that knows where your buttons are and loves to push them. Do you love them? Hear that boom went right to love because you've all been working on this. You realize that not loving them is taking poison, hoping that they'll die. It's your poison, right? You've heard that before. Are you always grateful for them? Not as much, right? Gratitude takes a little more work sometimes to be grateful. There's a couple of things you can do. The easiest one is to say to yourself, not to them, when they start to push your buttons, you just go, God, I'm grateful that I don't spend more time with them. That's the start. But the other thing you can be grateful for after you get over the edge, away from them usually, is say, I am grateful for the lessons I have learned in forgiveness and unconditional love as a result of how difficult they have been to do those things. So they have served you. Now, that doesn't mean you want to do lunch, okay, or hang out with them a lot. But it means that you can find gratitude and appreciation in your heart for everything they have done. One of the people that I'm most grateful for actually was one of the few super consistent positive influences in my childhood. And guess what? They made a movie about him this year. So I'm going to dedicate this to that wonderful man. boys and girls. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for our beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome to Angelina Narmaz Neighborhood. It's a special day. You may be wondering why my shoes don't match. It's because I'm a cross-dresser. That's not totally true. I like to wear mismatched crazy colors and wild things now and then to remind myself of the number one cause of premature aging and degenerative disease. That would be taking yourself in life to... Exactly. So we won't be doing any of that today. It's customary in our neighborhood to have a special word or phrase. And our word phrase for today is affirmative prayer. Let's say that together. Affirmative prayer. Okay, so I'm going to get about a 15-minute segment on affirmative prayer brought into about five minutes. So we're going to do the condensed version here because I got a little talky this morning. So here's the deal. Affirmative prayer is the opposite of what most of us were taught. Most of us were taught this. Dear God, out there with whom I have no connection, you have all the stuff. I don't have enough of the stuff. Send me some stuff. Who prayed that way growing up? That's kind of the way we're taught. And that actually does work now and then. That's called grace. It's all about that grace, about that grace. No devil. So it does work, but it's not the same effective prayer that you learn in unity. Thank you very much, ma'am. Uh, all, 
unity teaches a whole different thing. But when I first heard it in 84, when I first went to a unity church, after saying I would never go to another church again, and somebody said, yeah, but unity is the church for people who don't go to church, I said, well, I'll try that. And been going ever since, never thinking I would be doing this. So that thing threw me, though, because I, I, I had never had affirmed. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, affirmative prayer is like fertilizer for your prayer. You're seeing it in advance coming through. You're thanking God for all your blessings that you have now. You're seeing your prayer come true, and you're trusting and thanking in advance for God's perfect timing. Okay? Did anybody ever pray for something to happen, and it didn't happen, and you were glad? For many of us, that was a prayer that our first marriage would last forever. God knows what's best for us all the time, okay? Divine timing. So my prayers began differently, but I started doing affirmations all the time. Affirming, affirming, affirming. I wanted to make sure that God knew what it was that I wanted. And then I remembered from my younger days, before we even asked, God already knows. If God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, all the omnis, if God is all the omnis, then God already knows in advance what our prayers are. So I said, well, God, if you already know in advance, what the heck am I doing affirmations for? Why am I praying for you? And God said, so you will get into alignment with what I already know for you. Life-changing. The God in me already knows what's best for my evolution and already knows how I can serve humanity and myself the best and also knows that for all of us. So our job is to continue our affirmations, not for God, because guess what God says when you do an affirmation? Duh. An all-knowing God is in a constant state of duh. Think about it. Dear God, I desire more abundance in my life. Duh. Where do you think you got the desire? Because all of your healthy spiritual desires, all your desires that will actually help you become who you were meant to be, come from the part of you that is God. Okay, it's already there. Even the word desire, they, they, you can take it apart for of the Father, desire, or duh, sire. Maybe not that part, but the other stuff was good. Okay, so, bring your affirmations into your prayers. Get into alignment with what God already knows about you, and pray like this. Dear God, with whom I'm totally connected, you are in me, I am in you, there is no separation. I know you already know all of my greatest desires. I know they're already coming to me at the divine time. I know it is my job to get into alignment with what you already know. It is my job to raise my vibration and to believe that I deserve it. Okay, because we don't always get what we want. When we get things that we don't want, it's not because we deserve those bad things. It's because often we believe we deserve those bad things. We deserve nothing but joy and prosperity and health and goodness. Thank you, God. I'm getting it. I'll continue to do my affirmations. Not for you, because I know you already know. I'll do my affirmations for me. So I can get more into the connection with you all the time. I trust you. I have faith. Faith, faith, faith. Faith is feeling all right in the heart. Faith, faith, faith. Thank you, thank you, God. I got it. And so it is. I have one question for you fabulous people. How are you? Awesome. And so are we. Namaste.